Welcome to the DevOps Speakeasy at the JFocus Conference. My name is Stephen Chin. I'm VP of Developer Relations at JFrog, and I'm joined by um, Thomas Andoff. How are you doing, Thomas? I'm doing great. It's so nice to be out and meeting people again. Yeah, no, this has been awesome experience to be at JFocus, where we have 1,600 developers converging on the city of Stockholm. Um, had a great opening keynote. And I think you're going to be giving a talk as well here. Absolutely. I'm, I'm talking tomorrow, uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we're going to be, uh, my subject is to talk about uh, developers, workstations, and how to secure them. So you think that you are very secure because you're a developer and you have high knowledge about computers, but have you actually gone through your own security? That's, it's, that's an excellent question. And I, I think that this has been a common theme of the JFocus conference about um, security, what developers can do to improve security. And I think this is, it's now becoming the, the, the job and responsibility of development teams to care about security, where previously it was all about like SecOps and security teams, which were focused on this. Why do you think the security is shifting towards developers? Well, security is has been often a very complicated subject, right? And so it means that when, when you wanted to deal with security, you always try to squeeze it in in the last, the last week before you're mm -hmm. going to go into release, right? Uh, which means that if it's a very complicated subject, no one really wants to touch it. So you try to put it on others or, or just trust developers that they will do the secure thing because they're super users or very good uh, people using computers, right? But the thing is, there's a lot of traps, and, and as long as we don't demand that we get secure products or, or demand security of, of, of others, we just assume that things are secure, right? And that's, that's one of the things I'm going to talk about today is that we developers often just assume that we're doing secure things, but we see common mistakes all the time. So um, I want to try to just pull it back and go back to the basics and go like, do you have all the basics down? So, so like if you, if you had to kind of give maybe the top three uh, things people are doing that they don't realize, which are highly insecure, what would be some examples? Uh, the biggest, absolute biggest one, and that's probably the one I'm going to go out with straight on, is passwords. Passwords is... So we, still, we still haven't figured this we out. We still haven't figured it <laughs> out. It's one of the biggest problems we have. Passwords is horrendous. And, and it's, it's, it's a man-made thing which we need to remember and we can't really, and we, we, we need really complicated passwords, but we don't want complicated passwords. So, so this is one of the things I'm going to talk about. Like, uh, are your passwords secure, right? And, and what do you need to make them secure, right? And how do you make them as secure as possible with as little effort as possible? as possible, right? I mean, I, th I think you start by, by picking words like, like hello and world. Still, still the most common one is summer 2022. And, and, <laughs> and remember to update your password every year to 2023 and 2024. And so it's, it's still horrendously like, I can't even, I don't have words for it, right? So, okay, so that's, that's, okay, so I think we can agree that that's a bad one. What would be your, mm -hmm. what would be your number two? Well, my number two is that third-party dependencies is coming, uh, coming strong, right? As in a way of, of so, so basically supply chain security. Supply chain security is a massive yeah. thing, right? It's, it's, uh, we've seen the SolarWinds attack, mm -hmm. which happened a year ago. We now have the log for shell thing, which has also been massive. So uh, third-party dependencies is dangerous. 
and I'm going to include also saying that uh, the uh, IDE plugins is also dangerous because mm. you're basically inviting other people's code into your system. And, and it all comes down to trust. Do you trust the people you're inviting in, right? Do you know where the code is coming from, right? And we've actually seen third-party dependencies which are now attacking personal computers. Wow. So not like as in trying to get backdoors and stuff. We've seen credential stealing uh, third-party dependencies. We've, we've also seen uh, uh, third-party dependencies trying to steal uh, Bitcoin wallets and stuff on personal computers. Yeah, yeah. Our, our security team found a lot of instances of um, malicious third-party packages on public repositories mm -hmm. trying to steal the, was it the Discord? Yes. Premium? The, the Discord token thing was yeah. a huge, massive thing. People were uh, incited to like try out my new game and then they downloaded something, they ran it and their uh, Discord token got stolen. <laughs> and then suddenly people went bananas because uh, Discord servers were completely deleted and it was chaos mm -hmm. in the Discord community. So it's, it's an easy, it's very easy to do very malicious things today. Yeah, so. and those are those are attacking developers, but I think it's easy, it just as easy to use those backdoor supply chain security attacks to gain access to large corporate environments as mm -hmm. well. Exactly. And then uh, you mentioned you wanted a third one, and the third one is, uh, I'd say, still we're using admin accounts way too much. Mm. Admin and root accounts all over the place still. We've seen, I've, I've been into companies and doing assessment of companies who ask them, how many domain admins do you have? And they say, well, everyone's a domain admin. <laughs> and it's like, but no, our recommendation is like maybe two or three. That's what we want, right? So, so, so like in, in that sort of scenario, basically you get into the corporate firewall and you have full access. Ex if you have domain admin, you're God. Yeah. It's, that's, then it's game over. Yeah. So, and we, what I'm going to talk about when it comes to personal computers is you have to limit admin access on your computers, right? So only use admin stuff when you need admin stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but we are way too like naive when it comes to that. Yeah, I think, well, at least with Unix systems, it's, it's at least a common practice to use sudo and have a personal account, which is less privileged, but yes. on... On Mac and Windows, do you really do you really have a good choice for securing your computer in a reasonable way? No, and that's that's one of the major problems. We haven't told the companies that deliver these products that we have a need for this. Mm -hmm. And as long as we don't tell them that we need this and we want this, they won't prioritize it. It's extremely easy to do very malicious things on, on, on Windows, still, many, many years later, and they tried to patch it, but they always have to be backwards compatible. So we need to also do our part as developers and, and like start thinking a bit critical about mm -hmm. using things and not taking the lazy route all the time. Yeah, so we should all be moved to, move to something like Cubes OS or something super <laughs> secure. Well, we, we, we should like put on the, the, the Foley hat a couple of times and start <laughs> thinking like a little bit before we do things, right? Okay, but at least for for things which are deploying to production and containers, we obviously shouldn't be giving root access for, for Absolutely. everything. Absolutely, there's a there's a there's a. I'm I'm going to say that in my talk, I'm not going to talk about uh, a, a lot about how to run services on external things. Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus more about your personal computer as you have, but uh, it, it the 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 things I'm going to talk about of course, also can apply to other services and, and try to limit what you're running with and 
and access and things. Uh, and I'm also going to ask a particular question, for instance, uh, we as developers, we always like to have access to many systems, right? Mm -hmm. Because we need access here and there. It's like collecting Pokemon cards, like you've got to catch all, <laughs> right? But uh, the thing is, when was the last time you as a developer asked to be revoked from a system? That happens rarely. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and switching jobs does not count. That, that's not fine. Uh, when you're asking to be revoked. So, uh, it's so, so very you see a lot of cases where too many people have access to production systems yeah. who aren't actively using them and probably have insecure passwords or yes. other credentials to it. You found the you find an admin account, they have a weak password, you you manage to crack that and suddenly you have access to a ton of systems because mm -hmm. that user was a developer that had access to multiple systems. And then the lateral movement in the corporate network can be done with ease. Yeah, and maybe your entry point is a supply chain security vulnerability like Log4Shell. Yeah, for instance. So that's that's a very typical uh, like uh, way of, of getting access to a complete corporate network. Cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think that we've done a good job of covering kind of at a high level some of the security risks for developers, things you should watch out for. Um, your talk tomorrow sounds awesome. I think you'll get a lot more detail into those and maybe tell us a little bit about your company and what sort of services you guys do. So TrueSec is a, uh, a Stockholm-based company. We, we operate worldwide. Uh, we do, basically we have, uh, we do monitoring of, of company networks. We have mm -hmm. a SOC on, uh, so that's a, a security center. We also do, um, we have a department which does investigations uh, about uh, different incidents, uh, which is, constantly rising i can cool. tell you that we have a development department where we do development on very high security systems and then we also do a lot of gdpr work and legal work and help people when it comes to to sorting out incidents and getting back on track as quick as possible nice yeah uh, so it's great that you're able to talk to a developer audience the things you can secure and then you also have services for companies and enterprises yes. we are a, we are a one-stop shop for helping people to assess their security and help them out. That's, that's the thing. We want to help them to become more secure. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for chatting us with us here at the DevOps Speakeasy, Thomas. Um, you. you can join more great interviews here on the DevOps Speakeasy channel. And i um, very excited to be back at in-person events here at JFocus. Thank you. <laughs>